Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, July 21st. I'm Wayne Pratt. The coronavirus is making a big impact on the Democratic primary for St. Louis County Executive. It's also prompting more older and immunocompromised voters to request absentee and mail-in ballots. Anecdotally, the, the kind of phone calls and inquiries we're receiving are from you know, those populations, and they very much want to vote by absentee ballot rather than go to a polling place. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how the pandemic is affecting the race for St. Louis County's top political job. Teachers unions in Missouri and Illinois want the new school year to start entirely online. Illinois Federation of Teachers President Dan Montgomery says for his members, it's less about the spread of the virus and more about safety measures. He says they are willing to go back if schools are prepared. But most districts right now uh, are not able, we believe, to hit the marks, the benchmarks in terms of social distancing, in terms of all the PPE and cleaning. Several teachers unions in the St. Louis region have called for the academic year to start fully online. Schools in the area are planning to partially reopen next month, but will offer students a virtual option. Now, many private schools throughout St. Louis are planning to welcome students back to their buildings next month. As St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports, those private schools are offering more in-person learning options than public education. The Archdiocese of St. Louis and the Lutheran School Association are both planning to reopen their schools. Some area private schools are pitching small class sizes to potential families wary of more online learning. But Jamie Driver, who is executive director of the Independent Schools of St. Louis, an association of more than 40 secular and religious schools, says it's wrong to assume private schools have all the resources needed to teach during the pandemic. You know, they're struggling with that as well. Driver says many private schools are trying to offer in-person learning for younger grades, but may offer the same hybrid strategy as public schools for older students. The rapid shift to distance learning in March highlighted discrepancies in education, especially around access to technology. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner is charging two lawyers who pointed their guns at protesters. Gardner has charged Mark and Patricia McCloskey with unlawful use of a weapon. The couple pointed guns at people walking through Portland Place, a private neighborhood, on their way to St. Louis Mayor Lida Cruzen's house. Gardner says, quote, we must protect the right to peacefully protest, and any attempt to chill it through intimidation will not be tolerated. She would be open to having the McCloskeys go through diversion programs to resolve the case. An attorney for the McCloskeys tells Five on Your Side that he's reviewing the evidence and defending the couple against the allegations. The St. Louis NAACP is threatening to sue the city for lead contamination at the juvenile detention center. Environmental lawyers recently found that water samples from bathrooms tested high for lead. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports. City officials tested water from the juvenile detention center's bathrooms between 2017 and 2019. The Great Rivers Environmental Law Center obtained the city's reports. They conclude the contamination was coming from stagnant water and lead pipes. 
High levels of lead can damage children's brains. St. Louis NAACP President Adolphus Pruitt wants to sue the city to force officials to address contamination at the correctional facility. I mean, at the end of the day, the city owns the building. The city owns the pipes that were put in it. And it's been a city that's been doing the testing and, and doing all of the things to try to correct the problem. Pruitt wants to know if lead contamination has harmed children at the facility. I'm Eli Chen. St. Louis Public Radio. The city has released a statement saying steps have been taken to fix the water problem at the detention center and additional testing will be done today because of the issues raised by the NAACP. COVID-19 hit St. Louis County harder than any other place in Missouri. How local government is reacting to the virus is a pivotal issue in the four-way Democratic primary for county executive. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explains how incumbent County Executive Sam Page feels his administration's response is worthy of praise and why his opponents disagree. If there's been any seismic event showcasing how vital St. Louis County government can be for the lives of ordinary people, it's the coronavirus outbreak. More people have been diagnosed with or died from the virus in St. Louis County than any other place in Missouri. And it's prompted Page to take unprecedented action. Among other things, the Democratic official instituted a shutdown of a number of businesses and a mandate on wearing masks in public. The county put a number of these measures into effect before the state did, which Page believes helped combat the health care emergency. Well, our efforts clearly have put us in a better place than the rest of the state and the rest of the country. We did not uh, fully roll back our business guidelines. We stayed at 50% capacity, uh, but this, in a large part, our success in the community uh, depends on uh, acceptance of those guidelines and those rules. Democrats on the county council gave Page authority to spend federal coronavirus funds, which the county executive said he needed to devote money quickly toward dealing with the virus. But that move drew a sharp rebuke from Page's adversaries in the Democratic primary, including St. Louis County Assessor Jake Zimmerman. I say that when the leadership of Jackson County in Kansas City was presented with the same Faustian bargain, they said not just no, but hell no, that that is not how it's done, because this is a democracy. And in a democracy, we have accountability. Two of Page's other rivals, Mark Monavani and Jamie Tolliver, have different takes on the county executive's COVID response. Montavani, a retired businessman, says he would have communicated differently with county companies about when they could reopen. It works if you say, look, we're looking at this metric, and this metric today is X, and if it is Y in two weeks, this will probably be our unfortunate next step. But that sort of communication, I think, has been wholly lacking, and I think it has created uh, consternation, uh, distrust. Tolliver says that the county could have actually remained shut down longer. Page began relaxing St. Louis County's stay-at-home order in mid-May, several weeks after Missouri's regulations began to ease. There's still no cure. There's still no vaccine. There's still, there's still no actual health care um, protection. The coronavirus will not only affect St. Louis County residents' decision-making on August 4th, but it will also change how they'll cast their ballots. The upcoming primary election will be the first set of contests with new rules for absentee and mail-in voting. County residents who are 65 or older or have certain health conditions can now vote absentee without a notary, 
Anyone else can mail in their ballot, but it must be notarized. St. Louis County Democratic Elections Director Eric Fay says he's expecting a record amount of absentee and mail-in ballot applications for the primary election. Especially among senior citizens and, and people who have um, you know, health vulnerabilities, it just anecdotally, the, the kind of phone calls and inquiries we're receiving are from you know, those populations, and, and they, they very much want to vote by absentee ballot rather than go to a polling place. All four candidates say that COVID-19 has dramatically affected how they spread the word about their campaigns. In addition to holding a lot fewer in-person events, the candidates are spending money on television and radio ads, as well as mailers. Whoever emerges out of the Democratic primary will face off against the winner of the GOP contest between Paul Barry III and Ed Golterman. The victor in the November general election will serve as county executive through 2022. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.